You want to hold this, Angela? Sure. Okay. Are you kidding me? You got to point it at you. Oh, okay. Keep it up. I want you to hold that. Oh, I can't. You're going to get tired doing that? (laughs) I don't believe this. Well, tonight is a a beautiful feast, the, the Feast of All Saints Day. And it's followed tomorrow by another beautiful feast, the Feast of All Souls Day. And I hope we have a, a nice turn up uh, tomorrow as we do tonight uh, for that important uh, feast day because it's also going to be the Mass of Remembrance uh, where we remember all our beloved dead who have died in the previous year. But tonight we're focusing on all the saints. And uh, we're reminded, of course, of our communion with all the saints, but also another element of this feast is how we're, it's a reminder how we're all called to be saints. All of us are called to be saints, to join that great communion of saints uh, in the future. And that that word future, I'd like to highlight that because if you see our readings today, there's a lot of emphasis on the future. Even our gospel, Jesus says, he talks about certain virtues and virtuous acts that people have right here and right now. But he says their reward is going to be in the future. So blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Okay, and then he, he, so he's a future tense in in all the Beatitudes. And then finally he caps it off and he says, uh, your reward will be great in heaven. And we see from our second reading from the epistle of John, John talks about what we will be like when we see God. And uh, we sung in our responsorial psalm, this is the people that longs to see your face. Right now we don't see God's face. We walk by faith, but we hope that one day we will see God directly. And so this focus on the future is a way to highlight a, a, a particular virtue, the virtue of hope. Hope is so important. What a, what a great virtue. It's what impels us forward and gives us the confidence to keep moving on in life. So as to one day go to heaven and be a saint, joining all the other saints. So I'd like to focus on that virtue of hope. And in our first reading from the book of Revelation, we see people who have exercised the virtue of hope in a very uh, proper manner when they were on earth. And it's that which got them to heaven. They've got white robes and they've got palm branches in their hands. So I'm going to talk about that as I move on. But first, here's a little story to illustrate what I'm talking about. Now, this story is a, is about um, a man's uh, experience on his deathbed. Okay, and it comes from the life of Saint Philip Neri, who lived in the 1500s. Now, Philip gathered about himself a large following of kind of disciples, if you will. It was kind of a almost like a religious order that he was starting, and he had a lot of young disciples. And there's this guy who was young; he wasn't an old person. He was he was young, but he got deathly sick. Fell in on to his deathbed, and his name was Gabriel. And uh, as he's dying, Philip visits him. Saint Philip visits him, and he says to Saint Philip, um, "Pray that I would go on, that I would pass on to the Lord within the next five hours." Okay, because he was struggling really hard. It was, it was, it was very having a difficult time, these last moments of his life. And so Philip says, "Okay, I'm going to pray for you, and you and God is going to grant you." This prayer, okay, this wish of yours, that you're going to die in the next five hours. But i got to warn you, the devil is going to be right next to you throughout this next five hours. And he's going to be giving you these different tests, okay? And specifically, he's going to test your hope, the virtue of hope, 
Okay? And so Philip goes away, and uh, all the other disciples here in this group, they're around the bedside, they're praying with Gabriel, and they're reciting the commendation of the dying. And in the commendation of the dying, there's all these, it's like a litany. You kind of go through all these requests, and you say, Lord, deliver him from this. Lord, deliver him from the devil. Lord, deliver him from the power of evil. Lord, deliver him from uh, an evil death. And when all the disciples got to that part of the litany, Gabriel kind of smiled to himself. He says, hmm, you know, I've got Jesus in my heart, and so I don't have to be worried about dying an evil death. I'm already saved, and I'm okay. And then he thought to himself, wait a second. That's the temptation of the devil. And what he started to realize was that he needs to pray completely right to the very end, that you can never be so confident of your salvation that you actually give up praying for your salvation. So that was the first temptation of the devil. And that kind of a temptation about being overconfident of your salvation, that is a temptation against the virtue of hope. So when it comes to the virtue of hope, there's two main ways that we can sin against it. On the one hand, we can sin against hope through presumption. Okay, and that's what Gabriel was falling prey to, was the sin of presumption. On the other hand, you can fall prey to the sin of despair. Okay, so let me talk first about presumption. You can be presumptuous about your salvation in two different ways. You can say, first of all, well, you know what? I am so confident that I'm going to be saved because in my own strength, I'm going to do good works, I'm going to uh, live a good life, I'm going to exercise all the virtues that I need to be saved in my own strength because of my own goodness. All right? That's, that's false. We've always got to depend upon God's grace. So it's presumptuous to assume that you can do what God is asking of you to be saved of your own resources, of your own strength. So that's one way of being presumptuous and sinning against the virtue of hope. Another way of being presumptuous and sinning against the virtue of hope is to say this. Well, I don't really need to do good works and I don't really need to change my life and I don't really need to repent and God is so good and he's so merciful he's going to save me anyways. You know, God understands and it's going to be all okay. Alright, that's another way of being presumptuous and actually sinning against the virtue of hope. Okay, so let's go on here with the story. So he, he passed that first test and there were these other tests. There were some tests against his faith and Philip was able to help him with that, with that test. And then there was at one point, believe it or not, he couldn't say the name of Jesus. The devil was actually making it so that he actually couldn't speak and pray the name of Jesus. It was really kind of a scary moment for him. But again, Philip uh, helped him through that with his, with his prayers. Now, this is, the story continues on in here. This is taken right from the life of St. Philip Neri, written by uh, an author by the name of Antonio Galonio. Such is the hatred the devil bears toward the human race that despite being so defeated, he made another assault on Gabriel, more terrible than the last. The devil appeared to him in a foul and horrible form to terrify the dying man and drive him to despair till he almost lost hope in salvation. The young man was crushed by the deep grief during these trials and he trembled all over through horror and fear. His face changed, and he looked severe and sad with eyes full of dread as he gazed around him, demonstrating by his appearance that he could see the devil. He muttered to himself, Oh, oh, how wretched you are, Gabriel. What sins you've committed. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Father Philip, drive away these dogs, these black dogs that surround me. If you love me, Father Philip, chase these demons away. Drive them off. Philip recalled to him the mercy of God and urged him to take refuge in God. He reminded him that Christ suffered for him and besought the Lord to gather Gabriel to his arms and give him peace. And after saying these things, he knelt down on the floor to pray for him and rebuked the demons. I order you in the name of Christ to leave this place at once. The throng of demons could not resist Philip's virtue, and they fled immediately, leaving the young man ecstatic with joy and crying out, Look, brothers, the dogs have gone. Philip has driven them off. Then he pointed his finger. Look, look, they have taken to flight. They are in full rout. I cannot tell you how ugly they are, but we will overcome. We will defeat the assaults of the enemy. You are running away, vile creatures. Run away at last. I can now call on Jesus a thousand times against you, despite your evil schemes. So we see here the final temptation of this young guy, Gabriel, was against hope, but it was through the sin of despair. I'm so bad. My sins are so. I, I've sinned so much. I God can't forgive me. All right. That's that's actually ironically a sin. It's a sin to believe that your sins can't be forgiven. <laughs> okay, so it's ironic, but it's very important to know that. We always need to hope, and we know, always need to have the confidence that God in His infinite mercy can and is willing to forgive us as long as we're sorry for our sins. And so we should never despair, my brothers and sisters. That's the opposite of the virtue of hope. We see this really clearly in our first reading from the book of Revelation. If you notice, the, the people who are in heaven, the saints, they have white robes that have been washed by the blood of Jesus. So their purity and their goodness come through Jesus' sacrifice. But yet at the same time, they have palm branches. Now a palm branch is something that was given to a victor of a, an athletic contest in the ancient world. They were given palms or maybe a military, someone who was victorious in the military conflicts. They were given palms, a symbol of victory. So what that shows is that these People with the white robes on, they put the effort in, they did the struggle, and they fought for their salvation. They didn't presume that it was just going to be handed them on a silver platter, but yet they fought, okay? And they were able to overcome and conquer. And yet, in the last analysis, they cry out, salvation is from our God, who is on the throne and from the Lamb. So, even with all of their efforts and their good works, they could recognize that that was a result of God's grace because salvation ultimately is from God. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what the virtue of hope is all about. And that's what's going to carry us onward through this life to heaven so that we together can join all the saints. That'll cost you.